Morning, Westridge. Great to be here with you again today as we continue our two-part series, Pushing Pause. Last week, we looked at how the pause button, what it does is we watch a TV show or movie. You push pause on the remote, everything stops, allowing us time to grab a snack, have a conversation, or take a phone call. When we're ready, then we push pause once again and re-enter the show. Now, due to COVID-19, we are currently engaged in a time of pause. There are several things that times of pause do for us. Uh, we looked at how this time should give us opportunity to learn about ourselves, even learn about others. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, you've recognized some personal positive qualities through this time of challenge and maybe even seen some things that you want to work on. Now, we looked at this truth through the lens of the story of two sisters, Mary and Martha. They hosted a dinner for Jesus and his followers while preparations were being made, though. Mary chose to sit and listen to what Jesus was saying. Martha began fuming as her sister left all the responsibility for the shoulders on her shoulders. Martha came to Jesus, complained about her sister when Jesus told her what was most important. We use this item here. To talk about the importance of being in the presence of Jesus and letting the presence of Jesus not only sink into our lives, but seep into our lives and influence us, as he did for Mary. His words to Martha, though, were a perfect push of the pause button, allowing Martha to reflect on what he said and what it meant to her. Today, we're going to look at the second part of the pause. And that is redirection. We looked at reflection. Now we're going to look at redirection. So I brought this with me today. A baseball. When it comes in from the pitcher's hand at 90 miles an hour and it may, is made connection by the bat, the pitch that comes in at 90 leaves the plate headed toward the outfield going 110 miles an hour. Redirection and more speed on the redirection. And when we've taken time to reflect on what we've learned during this time of pause, I believe we have opportunity to change the direction of our future, allowing a new future to unfold in front of us. You know, Darren's mentioned several times in the previous weeks how important it is not to go back to life as usual once this is over, that we can take steps right now that will benefit us and our future direction as we move past the pandemic. So today, pushing pause redirection. And we'll examine this by looking at another story from Mary and Martha. Hey, when it comes to redirection after a time of pause, it's good when we see that changes have taken place. And we can do this with Mary and Martha because we know more of their story, which is kind of fun. See, in John 11, their brother Lazarus gets sick. They reach out to Jesus with the news, hoping that he would come and heal their brother. Instead, Jesus delays his coming and after Lazarus dies, he comes and raises the dead man to life. So in John 12, we get another picture of Mary and Martha. Because Martha throws another party in honor of Jesus. So here's how it plays out. Martha was serving. Lazarus is at the table along with the rest of the guests. And you know what Mary's doing? For a second time, she puts her focus on Jesus. Again. She's not helping her sister get the food ready. This time, she brings a bottle of expensive perfume into the dining room. Everybody's sitting around. She pours it on Jesus' feet, wipes them off with her hair. And we're told the fragrance of the perfume filled the house. Now, same type of scenario as the first party. Only this time, we do not hear Martha complaining about her sister. 
I think it's interesting to know that Martha reacted differently this time. See, I think she chose a different path. And when we get to the other side of this pandemic, we're going to have the opportunity to grow from what we've encountered and what we've learned during this time as we make positive changes. Now, a lot of this depends on the perspective we use moving forward. I'll be honest, my eyes have changed a little bit through the years. And there'll be times when I'm uh, looking at a recipe. By the way, I've, I've learned to cook during this time, which has been kind of fun. Um, and looking at a recipe, and all of a sudden, I just can't read it very clearly. And I need some help. And so I pull my cheaters out, and I put them on, and suddenly things get clearer. And don't I look much more smarter, right? Okay? So here's the deal. Sometimes, guys, we need a new perspective, something to help us see more clearly. And when it comes to emerging from the pandemic, we don't want to go right back into the same habits and lives that we had pre-pandemic. One of the outcomes of this time is, is the creation of space for our perspectives to be examined and challenged. And this has helped me clarify some very important and essential things. And with that clarification comes the opportunity to move forward in a new direction. So there are a couple things I've had a chance to process during this time of pause. And I see lived out in Martha's example for me. Uh, first of all, I know I need to be who I am. One thing I've been able to do during this time is uh, be on a lot of different webinars and listen to a lot of people, a lot of great thought leaders from across the country who are a whole lot smarter than I am. I'll just be completely honest. Now, there have been times in the past when I've seen what others are doing or marveled at the way others can think and process things, and I've been very envious. And I've thought, man, why can't I be doing that? Or I wish I had the same opportunities they had. Now, let me to be honest. That is no way to think because there's no way you're going to be able to move forward with that type of thinking and wishing. And one of the things I've been able to process through this time is to thank God for what he is doing in the lives and through the lives of others and thank him for the talents and the abilities he's given to other people. That they are being who they're supposed to be. I've also been able to realize that I'm not supposed to be who I'm not. I'm simply supposed to be who I am. I'm responsible for putting into play the gifts and abilities that are in my hand. Not wanting gifts and abilities I don't have in my hands. Now, we know that Mary brought a very expensive gift to the party for Jesus. She put it into use, and when others saw what she did, they complained about the waste of, of, this, uh, of this possession for Jesus. Jesus told them to stop complaining. He told them she was preparing for his burial, that her story would be told from this time on. And in his statement, he uses these five words. I love these five words. Here's what he says. She did what she could. For me, those are game-changing words. They are so freeing. I am not responsible for being anyone other than Lance Hurley. I'm supposed to do what I can, not what I cannot. Now, we need to continue to grow and develop. There's no, no doubt about that. But one thing this time of pause has allowed me to see is a need to put my gifts and abilities into use. So Darla and I were walking a couple of weeks ago when we came across a man and his family 
And I see this guy walking in front of my house door. My office is in the second story. I look out on the street, and I've seen him walking by before. And I noticed he was, he was sick. And so I prayed for him when I, when I noticed that. He was a younger man. He had an oxygen tank. looked like he recently undergone surgery. So we passed he and his wife and two children on, on the loop in our neighborhood as we walked. And, and as we passed, I nodded and, and smiled and said hello. And, and uh, we went on by, and, and as, <laughs> as I'm walking along, I get that little nudge. I said, man, you could have done a little bit more than that. And I told the father as I was walking along, if, hey, if we meet again, I'm going to say something. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, we met on the loop. This time I stopped. And I said, hey, uh, I just want you to know I have been praying for you. And he got this big smile on his face. He said, thank you. His wife heard. She said, Thank you. And I introduced myself, and he introduced himself, and I said, hey, what, what am I praying for? He said, well, I have brain cancer, and um, I'm being treated for that now. I said, Andrew, I will pray, and I have been. And so Darla and I were talking about that the, the following day on our walk, and she said, yeah, I just can't do that. I said, no, honey, you don't have to do that. I can do that. I'm supposed to do things like that. You are supposed to do what you can do. And see, that what I do doesn't work for everybody, and that's fine. But we all need to do what we can do and put into use the gifts that we do have. Build on the strengths that we have and not worry about the weaknesses we do have also. Not worry about the things we can't do. Martha could throw a great party, and she used her gift to serve Jesus. Same thing each of us can do. Now, another thing is the opportunity I've been given to rethink priorities and passions. I love sports. I love watching sports on TV. Uh, There have not been a lot of that, although I have enjoyed watching The Last Dance. Okay, Uh, But without this, with having this void, I determined instead of binging TV shows that I was going to try to do some more productive things with my time for, for me. So I've read books that are in my stack of books to read. I've made time for sitting and thinking, which I'll I'll be honest, has been very good for me. I don't do that enough. And one of the activities that I've I've taken on is reading the Bible with my grandson. His his church did an incentive for the students in their ministry. He said, if you read the 90 chapters in the Gospels about the life of Jesus from Matthew through John, we will give you a a, a party at the, the trampoline park. When, the, when this is all lifted. He loves incentives. He's only eight years old. But he, since the beginning of, since the beginning of, well, the middle of March, whatever it was, the first of March, he, we've read all the way through Luke. We're in John now. And we spend time every day together, and we read a chapter. And he asks me questions, and I get a chance to, uh, to share some of, some of my thoughts. And what, what's kind of interesting, I'm hearing my thoughts come back to him now uh, from him. Um, it has been extremely valuable for me. I, I did not do this for my boys when they were growing up. But uh, if, if you see the picture here behind me, uh, at the end of the his mom does this every year. He does this a before school and after school picture. And this, this picture here details what he wants to be when he grows up. And, and if you'll notice, it says, I want to be either a pastor or a paleontologist. And I think, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm at least in the ballpark somewhere here, okay, right, right? So I have loved these times together with him, talking about stories in the Bible, talking about Jesus, helping him grow. And I realize what's taking place. 
is discipleship is taking place. See, moving forward, I know I want to slow the RPMs of my life down. Slow them down more consistently. I mean, I know there are times when you got to rev it up and, and redline a little bit more. I don't want that to be the norm for me. Because it isn't good for me. The more, the faster I rev, the quieter the voice of the Spirit gets in my heart. I don't want to do that. I, I, want, I want to hear Him. And honestly, I want to spend time doing what's most important. And part of that is spending time with the lives of those who's most, who will be most influenced by me. It's leaving a legacy for my children, my grandchildren. By the way, I have another one on the way, which is kind of exciting. And it's just creating those legacy moments moving forward. I, I guess if I had to put it in words, this pandemic to me has revealed to many, the value of foundation. Jesus talks about the importance of foundation when it comes to facing storms. That's why he commended Mary for the choice she made. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her, while chastising Martha for her complaints. See, foundation matters, and when it comes to moving forward, I know I need to personally focus on what it's going to, what's going to yield the greatest return. And most of that goes into creating foundation. Because here's what I know. This storm that we're going through, it's going to pass. I have no doubt it's going to pass. But there's going to be another one coming. Now, I'm not a pessimist at all, but I am a realist. Storms reveal the strength of the foundation. And I want to stand through the storm. And so do you. So do you. So what do we do with this? Well, I think it's important to spend time with Jesus. I would encourage you in the week, in the week ahead to pick up your Bible and, and put it into use. Now, if you don't like reading, listen to it on your Bible app. The words inside this book provide encouragement, strength, direction. They give hope to people. I continue to be amazed each day I read by the way it intersects my life. You will be too. Uh, secondly, I want to ask you to think about how you've seen God at work around you in these past two and a half months. Oh, it's been challenging for sure. But, but if we view things with, with a different perspective, things get clearer, things get brighter. See, I appreciate the way that Martha threw a party in honor of Jesus. He'd raised her brother from the dead, and she showed her gratitude by what she did. And so what I'd like to encourage you to do is think of two to three things. Before you, uh, before you walk away from the service today, think of two to three things you need to thank God for, and then do it. And when it comes to knowing who you are and celebrating the giftedness of others, I want to encourage you to write a thank you note or make a phone call to somebody had an impact on your life. This simple touch can have a profound impact on somebody. I, I, I did this for a lady. I, I just celebrated 39 years of full-time ministry. And I did this for a lady who uh, welcomed me into her house when I first moved to Mantino. She's 80 years old now. She said, you will not believe the difference that made when you just said that. Called me up and said, thank you. You know, sometimes... We just need a little redirection. 
So let's not go back to the same routine we had when we exit this time pause. Take time to reflect. And after doing so, when you see there are changes to be made, put into effect those changes so that when the future comes, the outcome will be the direction you desire and the direction that God desires for you. Lord bless you.